0: All right, this is EJ Musa with The Naked Truth, and today I'm sitting down with Councilmember Stephanie Andres, and we're going to have a conversation about property taxes in Johns Creek. It's been a hot issue over the last 18 months as valuations went up really high last year and the tax digest was frozen at the previous year so they could work out some problems, and we received our assessments this year, May 2018, and assessments were up sharply, and. Many residents have appealed their valuations, and today we're going to sit down and talk with Stephanie about where we stand and what's going on in this general area.
1: Thank you, Chris, for inviting me here today.
0: You're quite welcome. So where would you like to start? Do you want to talk a little bit about the Tax Digest and what that represents for the residents of Johns Creek?
1: Sure. The starting point for property taxes from a city perspective is a, is a form that basically reports The total assessments and it separates them between um, consistent assessments, meaning you were assessed year over year, and then it has a growth column. And the growth column is deemed to be either those that were not charged taxes last year or had um, a new development that had been put online and therefore services are now being applied to, to a location that didn't receive services before.
0: So when you bring up the services, what we're really talking about is the tax dollars that are collected from property taxes. Are used to pay for services received by the residents. So what part of our total expenses or our total revenues come in from property taxes? About approximately
1: About a third.
0: So one third of our revenues are collected from the residents directly as property taxes to pay for city services.
1: Residents and businesses, and it also includes personal property taxes. So when you start getting into business taxes, it gets a little complicated, but businesses pay they don't really pay taxes on the property value. They pay it based on the revenue driven from their business, as well as they're paying taxes on tangible property that they own, meaning the equipment, furniture, um, things of that nature to run their business.
0: But most, for, for John's Creek's purposes, most of what so that, number, of that is number is from the residential
1: property, is from residential property
0: owners. Very good. So when we hear residents talking about millage rates, we often hear uh, what last year's millage rate was, and then we hear what a rollback rate is. Can you kind of touch on what those are for the residents to help them understand better what those I, those terms mean?
1: So the millage rate is, is is the percentage that's applied to the assessed value divided by a thousand to come to the taxes that are due for the property. And so their millage rate set at the different levels because on your property you're paying to the school board, they have their millage rate, Fulton County and then Johns Creek. Johns Creek, millage rate last year, um, was it about 4.36, or it 4.63? Anyway, it's the rate that's applied to come up with your taxes. And so when um, the elections happened last year and the year before, people were very frustrated with their assessed values having been elevated so significantly and very arbitrarily. So last year, there was an effort by three cities to support Fulton County to push for a freeze or a rollback to the prior year rate. Um, so that they could get that situation under control. This year, a huge effort <clears throat> was done to do that, uh, but those assessed values now are still arbitrary and you still have many folks who either know what work they did or didn't do in their house and whether their property is or isn't worth the value that the, that the city or that the county has assessed on it. And so, those values now are being assessed. Now, the determination is, you continue with the rate that you had last year which of course would create a significant increase in your taxes going forward for over 50 percent that have received um, significant increases in their assessments or do you roll it back and now the the conversation is becoming complicated because um, you're trying to insert law into a rollback rate to me and to many of the residents that I spoke to with the expectation um, last year during the campaign process was that everyone expected their taxes to go up. They recognized that the process was still going to be flawed, that hopefully their assessments that had the major would come down, but at the end of the day they wanted to make sure that the government wasn't going to profit off of their inequity in valuations because you still have a situation where my house can be easily assessed significantly higher than my neighbors based off of some arbitrary assessment of whatever work was done, whatever perception is that that process is, and ultimately that property tax is supposed to represent from a financial perspective the services that we're all utilizing from the city, those services being public safety, um, roads, um, parks and rec, and you know as a resident you either know what services you are or aren't utilizing and so that's the the debate the debate that i'm hopeful will happen on august 13th is what is the right rate because there was initial push of what was published to be what was defined as the state rollback rate which resulted in um from an advertised perspective from last year to this year an additional 1.2 million being received by the city
0: 1.2 billion dollars so it's not a small amount it's a, it's a very serious dollar amount I'm glad you said that the process is flawed because what I've seen going on is that you guys are trying to pass legislation, talk about different methodologies um, to work around this very flawed system of, uh, of tax collection. Because we know homes are going to go up in value in our community. They are probably undervalued in some ways, depending on what the market demand may or may not be. We just don't know. And I wrote a piece last May saying all we needed to do was get four of our seven council members just to say, we're going to start with the rollback rate each and every year, and it would have put a lot of residents' uh, minds at rest because then their homes could appreciate value each and every year, and they wouldn't be concerned because the rollback rate would always be giving them a consistent level of taxation. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that level of taxation is correct. That's a whole other discussion because, in all honesty, it probably could be a lot lower uh, the millage rate being collected, especially within Johns Creek, than um, uh, it is today. And to say that you're happy with the rollback rate means you're saying last year's rate of taxation was correct. And I don't think there's very many of us that would uh, want to do that. So the date you mentioned, uh, August 17th? August 13th. 13th, I'm sorry. Um, that will be, what's going to happen on that date?
1: So that is a the next um, city council work session and council meeting. And the final third public hearing on the millage rate would be um, at I believe 7 or 8 p.m. Have to check on that date we publish it um, but that's where individuals can come and um, speak on the record during the hearing and that is where the actual debate will occur with the council on the rate and then ultimately that night the council will set the rate and it's that rate that will be used for budgeting purposes um, for next year's budget for expectation of spending and that's why this conversation is important because um, The piece that we're missing is it's easy to say, we need more cash to run business, but ultimately what does it actually cost to run the city? And if you're going to set the expectation that you need an additional 1.2 million, it's just gonna be spent. And this conversation perpetuates itself year over year, which is why everyone always blurts why government bodies consistently think that the solution is just to to, um, charge more. When in reality, it's truly trying to understand what it takes to run the city and are you getting the best value for your dollar for services and government doesn't really look at things necessarily that way globally. I can say from my perspective I know that the police department and the fire department in Johns Creek have strong individuals who do know what it costs who do negotiate because they recognize that individuals globally say you know those two departments don't raise funds. They've been told for years that they just suck money out of out of a government body which is true but it is in my opinion that area that has the strongest fiscal controls and management in place to make sure that they're getting the best value because they know to try to get an increase is going to be hard because they're already a significant portion of the total 55 million they're good at half to three quarters well about half of the 55 million consumed between the two but at the end of the day i think each and every one of us will say when our house is on fire or someone breaks in or you have something going on, you're going to be happy that that, that person was there. And
0: the well, question is... I'll take it one step further. Public safety, you know, the recent uh, improvements in our fire ratings uh, with the fire department right. drastically lowered my property uh, insurance rates. And to me, that's an excellent return on investment. If I can get return on investments like that with my tax dollars, I will throw money at you. If for every dollar I give you, I save a dollar twenty-five in my insurance premiums, I promise you, taxpayers will line up to give you money. Which brings me to another question. I've seen in Gwinnett County, for instance, that public service, uh, the money budgeted for those items are listed and you know, separated out on the tax bill to show the residents just what is going towards it. Is there any possibility we could do that in Johns Creek so the residents can see of uh, their total bill what's going to fire and police so they can kind of categorize it. This is my portion of the bill for those services and then all the rest is going to parks and right-of-way management and things of that nature? Is that a possibility?
1: It's always a possibility. And as um, when I originally campaigned as an elected official and then campaigned again, um, my background is financial accounting, financial reporting, financial management. And I think it makes a lot of sense to be able to identify exactly which cost prior- you prioritize your costs based on need and want. And so for public safety, if you truly define their bucket and you put it on the property tax statement as that then not only do the police and fire recognize that their dollars aren't going to be competing with a new park improvement because we've deemed that priority to be more specific um it lends to the residents knowing that the services will be consistent and then it's transparent and clear it can be it just requires three other council members on council to do that prioritization and to date there hasn't been that desire to do that
0: we'll, we'll see if we can't um turn up the heat and try to uh, get some folks more in line with that, because the better information the residents have, the more they can either support or, you know, withdraw support from what what we're trying to pursue, because in the end, it's all seven council members that are supposed to represent all of us, and if they're not doing that, we need to understand that as well. Um, So um, the millage rate this year is advertised as the rollback rate, and I'm hoping that you push for even lower than the rollback rate, because um, I don't think last year's tax rate was the right one. I know that Councilman Chris Coughlin tried to get us a lower rollback rate and pretty much got chastised for bringing it up. That's part of the discussion, which to me, that's why you're having the meeting, to be able to discuss these things. And anyone who was blindsided cited at that meeting uh, just wasn't paying attention, in my opinion. But um, well, what do you think?
1: You know, it's interesting when we get into those discussions, because from my perspective, when I'm looking at the topics that are on the agenda, I educate myself fully, because I want to know exactly what it is that I'm voting on and the implications. And when it comes to the millage rate, I truly believe that that's one of the biggest topics that we as council members have a responsibility to ensure we get it right. And so when council members are discussing, and then we talk about being blindsided with data yes, maybe my expertise is financial accounting and I have a better appreciation for what is out there, but every council member should be doing their due diligence to figure out what's going on. And so when information is provided on a true revenue neutral, what I know the residents expected, which is dollar for dollar, you just start at that discussion point and build upwards. There's more of a frustration because, you know, the law is the law and you need to follow the law. Well, at the end of the day, I follow the people's will that's what's important what's important and being open and honest with residents who are the ones putting the bill and so to have those discussions is critical to ensure that those discussions are happening are critical and not to shut them down but that requires a lot of involvement and engagement of the residents because so many times they will not um, be heard because council members or individuals will say well we're not really hearing from anybody so if, if this topic is important to you you want to have a voice in your property taxes, you need to contact your elected officials in Johns Creek and let them know how you feel. Contact all of us, because at the end of the day, that debate and that discussion is going to set the tone for next year's budget cycle, next year's spending, next year's increase in spending. And today, no one has justified what services have increased. We're practically built out in Johns Creek, so what services are we desiring a need to increase? I personally don't believe poor fiscal management is an excuse for um, increasing dollars from residents.
0: Definitely agree. If we're going to increase the population here, we should have economies of scale, and it should cost less for the residents to deliver those services. All right, so that's this episode of The Naked Truth with Councilmember Stephanie Andres. We will continue in another episode. We thank you for listening. Please put on your calendar August 13th for the next uh, millage rate uh, conversation where you need to show up and express your...